Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. You may know you're listening to this show along the Marketing Podcast Network, but did you know there are other great shows on MPN to help your business? Christy Heiler hosts a fantastic podcast called Own It. Christy, tell us more about the show. Own It is all about celebrating women and non-binary advertising agency owners. We talk about buying out of the Boys Club of Advertising because less than 1% of ad agencies are owned by women. And where can people subscribe? You can find the podcast at untilyouownit.com. We're also on the Marketing Podcast Network at marketingpodcast.net. And of course, you can subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. You heard her. Go subscribe. Welcome to the Businesses Influencer Marketing Podcast with your hosts, Jamie Lieberman and Danielle Liss. Each week, we will help you unlock the secrets of influencer marketing through interviews with leading professionals, and tips and tricks to help you scale your business. Sit back, grab a coffee, and let's talk all things influencer marketing. Hey, this is Jamie. And this is Danielle. And welcome to the Businesses Influencer Marketing Podcast, Episode 39. Today, we are talking about monetization. I mean, who doesn't love money? I love it. I love money. I don't know if you remember, Danielle, but a little while back, I was looking for that that indecent proposal gift with all the money. And someone, you know which one my favorite is. <laughs> some, someone sent me it, though. <gasps> it's yeah. out there. Awesome. It, We're it exists. I'm telling you, it's really, really good. So My it favorite is- one is Huel from Breaking Bad. Sitting on the pile of money. I use that pretty frequently too. So today I am so excited because I spoke with Jenny Guy from Mediavine, one of our favorites, as everybody knows, about all different ways she has seen influencers monetize and some of the great things she sees and some of the mistakes that she sees. And it was it's just really cool to get the perspective of someone who both worked at a brand and now works with a company like Mediavine who does ad management and influencer marketing. I cannot wait to hear this because I love hearing all of the different things people are doing because so often people are like, oh, it's just ads or oh, it's sponsored content. And that's just like the tip of the iceberg. Yes, exactly. There are so many different ways. I mean, think about all the crazy ways you've made money in your life, right? (laughs) Any, any like weird, I definitely had some weird jobs, but like any weird money-making schemes? Oh yes. Okay. So anybody who knew me, you know, several years ago, I used to have a personal finance blog where I talked a lot about how I was trying to get out of debt. Cause I had, I believe it was $37,000 in credit card debt that I was trying to pay off. I had, let's say a shoe problem. And I ended up going on eBay and auctioning off all of my designer shoes, which I guess some of the styles weren't available in other countries. So there was a woman in Australia, also a size six, who got a great many pairs of very heavily discounted shoes. And I was able to make like a pretty good chunk of money from that. So that I definitely, it's a standout for me as a random thing that I did to make money. Do you, do you want to laugh? Worse. <laughs> I did the same thing in, in, 
in a law school, I put myself through law school. I waited a few years after college and had to put, put myself through law school. And one of the ways that I made money in law school is I sold some of my designer bags. Now you use the word shoe and problem in the same sentence. I don't, mm-hmm. I don't understand that. <laughs> I don't see that as a problem. <laughs> but I may, under some standards, I don't know who, I may have a small handbag problem. <laughs> and so I had such a huge collection of bags from before I went to law school because I was making all this money in New York City. And what do you spend your money on if you're me, but handbags? So in law school, they became less important and I sold a whole bunch of them on eBay. So that It's actually really funny that we did the same thing. Mm -hmm. And it was awesome. And this was a while back. So it was a very different market on eBay. But oh my gosh, it was amazing. I don't know if I could do the same thing now because I think eBay's just changed a lot. But maybe now it would be more like the local Facebook groups. Those are always really interesting. (laughs) I love, oh my gosh, I, I am obsessed with trolling the local Facebook groups. I actually have like a group text message with some friends of mine that are both the things that are sold in the local Facebook groups and the things that are posted in the local mom groups. <laughs> What's the weirdest thing that you've seen for sale in the sale groups? G-rated. Used, brick, used bricks. Bricks? Bricks. Used bricks. They were, were they, not free. They were for sale. Were they fancy old vintage bricks or were they just regular everyday bricks? Regular everyday bricks for mm-hmm. sale. Mm-hmm. I don't know what I would do with those. I don't know what I would do with unused bricks though. So I guess there's that. Yeah, I, I think they were in someone's garden. I just, oh, okay. I, no, it's still... <laughs> It still doesn't make sense. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. I want to know in the HQ what anyone would do with their new bricks. (laughs) I was going to say, should we ask in the HQ about how people have made money or the weird stuff they've seen in Facebook? I want to know both. But I really would like to know what kind of thing they would make out of their used bricks. I don't. And they were all broken. Like, it just. Oh, dear. (laughs) It was. It's really funny. The used bricks were amazing. And I also see a lot of counterfeit designer stuff where they're trying to pretend that it's real, but it is so clearly counterfeit. And then you see the fights where someone's like, that's a fake. And the other girl's like, get off my Facebook page. (laughs) Wow. I'm telling you, maybe it's where I live. (laughs) That's awesome. Oh my goodness. I think we could literally talk about this all day, but I think we probably need to get to our interview. So I am going to give a quick background about Jenny. Jenny Guy is the marketing associate for Mediavine and a nationally recognized conference speaker. I know this because I see her at conferences a lot. She's a digital marketing professional specializing in branding, working with influencers, affiliate program management, and creative copywriting. She holds an MFA in acting from the University of Arkansas and has previously taught college theater and public speaking, founded a Shakespeare festival in her hometown of Tulsa, and performed in a national tour of a children's musical. She is so unaccomplished, Danielle. I just don't even know. It's hard. (laughs) It's really hard. She's so wicked smart. So before we get into our interview, though, we are going to have a quick word from our sponsor. This episode is brought to you by Hashtag Legal. Hashtag Legal is a full-service law firm specializing in influencer marketing, social media, and service professionals. We offer a wide range of services, contract review and drafting, trademark and copyright registration and monitoring, FTC advice and disclosures, and full site reviews, including drafting site terms and conditions and privacy policies. Check us out at www.hashtag-legal.com. 
So I feel like every single podcast interview I start with, I start with like, oh my God, I'm so excited. I don't, I feel like this interview is more than excitement. I don't, I don't know that I have a word for it because today, (laughs) one of my most favorite people, like literally on the entire planet is on with us today. And that is Jenny Guy. Hi, Jenny. Hi, James. How are you? I am good. I am good. I am so thrilled that you are appearing on the podcast today. I am beyond excited to be here with with you, the the Shirley to my Laverne, and and to know that that Dr. Producer Dawn is here, and and Danielle is is virtually here. Her voice will be put in later. Like this is, I so many amazing people are surrounding me. I'm very excited. This is this is going uh, just a warning. This is going to be a love fest. That is all I can say. <laughs> Jenny, oh, and- when is it not? I know. <laughs> Jenny and I have known each other for a couple years now, and I feel like we we met at a Type A parent conference where you were working for a brand, and I was still actually mm-hmm. working for Type A, <laughs> and it was. <laughs> I feel like it was love at first sight, Jenny. It definitely was. So that was my first foray. I started the influencer program and the affiliate program for the brand I was working for. And I had attended a couple of blogger conferences, but that was my first foray into sponsorship. And you you lovingly and professionally guided me into that journey. And it was great. And we were definitely like, I, I liked you from the start, but it, I don't think it was until we we became besties when we were lost at uh, Disney World together. <laughs> That was when <laughs> we, we I, I do remember we were <laughs> that's such a good story. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> It was, yeah, we, so I, I'm a, I'm an expert in all things Disney and I led Jamie on a journey that potentially it was, the park was closed at the, at the place where we were, but we ended up in the right place eventually. It was, and we bonded and that was, it all ended up good. That is so true. And now you work for, I'm, I say this all the time, but literally one of my favorite (laughs) clients ever, you work for Mediavine. Tell our listeners about your role at Mediavine and how you came to work there. I am also a big fan of Mediavine. Mediavine provides uh, full service ad management for content creators. That's a fancy way of saying we, we put ads on websites. That's what we're most known for. We do, we do a lot more than that. And I'm a marketing associate. So I handle all of our outward facing things, social media, the blog. I, I do our branding, big initiatives. Right now we're doing the Summer of Live, which is going to be a Facebook Live a week with different people throughout the blogging industry addressing different issues that bloggers face. You're actually appearing on that one in yeah. a couple of weeks. I can't me. wait. I'm excited. And and things like that. And then a, another big part of my job is working in our conferencing, determining where we're going to go, uh, how we're going to sponsor, how we can give back to the blogging community in that way. And then I speak at a lot of conferences as well. So those are those are some of the things I do for Mediavine. So I came to work at Mediavine actually from a blogging conference that I was representing my previous brand and Mediavine. They had, they had just started in a, the ad management aspect of their business. They'd been website owners for a long time, but they started in the ad management business and we were both uh, representing our brands there. And I just kind of fell in love with everything about them, the way they they interacted with the bloggers, the way that they supported them and really took away all of that that tech that can be so intimidating for people who are creatives and are writers as most as most bloggers are rather than tech people, they really enabled them to understand what they needed to succeed and empowered them to take that into their own hands 
and really make a living with with digital advertising. So they they were able to make blogging their full time job. And I just I loved the whole thing. I'm a big fan of a, a big fan of bloggers and a big fan of people getting paid for good work. About a year after that, they it wasn't even a year. They called me and asked me if I would be willing to come over with them, and I said heck yeah. And and that's how we started. I'm a huge fan of Mediavine, and I have an interesting view into the company, having worked with Mediavine for some time, but even from the outside, just looking at how they treat their publishers is, I think, incredibly unique. The amount of support that's provided, the amount of contact that the publishers have with leadership in the company is pretty unbelievable. They are very hands-on. And I think that's because the people running the company are content creators and publishers at heart. And so it really shows through that they have an understanding of what it's like to be a content creator. And I think that that value goes straight through everything that Mediavine does. And it's really, really cool to be a part of it. You're absolutely right. I think that it it came from when they started in the ad management that was birthed by the things that were not going right when they were content creators trying to get digital advertising. Almost every way that we do things is based off of how we wished things were being done before we started in the business ourselves. So I think that that kind of informs all the choices we make. I feel like that's like the best way that businesses are born. We had an interview last Last week with my friend Mary, who both of her businesses were born because she saw something she wanted. And so she created it. Yeah. And it's pretty cool how yeah. that works. So how did you get into it's the blogging very, yeah. industry? You talked about your work with a brand and your work with Mediavine, but this is a pretty this is a pretty unique space, the influencer space. How'd you end up here? So I have an MFA in acting. I was working at a, at this company in Chicago, moved over to the marketing side. We had a very forward thinking CEO who saw the value of what was going on with influencer marketing and and bringing that element of marketing, that organic marketing into our existing marketing plan, rather than just spending, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars on newspaper buyouts. And so she came to me one day and said, I want to work with bloggers. And I said, I don't know anything about that, but let me Google that for you. And I spent (laughs) many, many days Googling and ended up building, building that program through a lot of trial and error. And along the way, just being amazed over and over again by this vast world of, of these content creators who are out there in every niche, anything you want to know about, there's someone out there who is making great content about it. It's, I just think it's, it's a remarkable world. And I'm so, so grateful that, that she came in and, and asked me to do that and exposed me to this great burgeoning industry that I never would have known about. Yeah, it's so untapped uh, in so many ways. Mm -hmm. I hope there are no lawyers listening to this. (laughs) Because people don't realize it's so big and there's so much to be done and it's ever changing. But yeah, then I feel like when we talk to influencers, you know, the the thing on their brain is frequently, how do I monetize? What do I do? Mm -hmm. Where do I start? And I know you talk to a lot of bloggers. And you've had roles both on the brand side and now through Mediavine sort of as uh, ad management and as they have an influencer network. What are So I feel like you've been on a lot of sides of this. So what are some of the most common ways that you see bloggers monetizing? I think that in terms of advertising, that's actually one of the, the, the newer ones, the less well-known. It's getting there now in the last couple of years, but I think that's one of the more untapped. And But I think that the main way that, that publishers have monetized in the past is through either affiliate sales or through sponsored post opportunities, working with brands. And both are still incredibly viable 
viable, incredibly great avenues. We very strongly encourage both Mediavine and myself when I speak to diversify those revenue streams as much as possible to never become too reliant on one revenue stream. We've got great stories at Mediavine where people have said that their ad income has carried them through months where they were unable to write new work. And we love hearing that. But then we always encourage, you know, when you're not in a time of crisis or having having a hard, you know, life, because life happens, but to keep pushing to go to the sponsored post work to flesh out your affiliate marketing. So all of those are great ways for, for publishers to monetize that content that they're creating. I cannot agree with that more. You having, particularly as a content creator, having diverse ways to generate revenue is so critical. You, know, It's almost like in my business and I'm in a service business, which is very similar. You can't have one client because mm-hmm. that client goes away and no. there goes your business. So it is so yep. important. And they all ebb and flow. Some months are better than others, like you said. And so it's that's incredible. It's such good advice that I think people are slowly starting to see. It's changing. The industry, like you said, it's so new and untapped and it's changing so rapidly. And it's got these weird little trends that'll happen where everyone is doing one thing and then everyone kind of runs over and does something else. And I think that what we're starting to see now is a leveling out. It was kind of the Wild West. And now with GDPR and digital advertising, everything becoming a little bit more regulated and standardized, we're starting to get a level of normal out there where people can kind of create something that is balanced as opposed to, I just made $500 million from one brand. And now everything is always going to go that way. And now I think people are able to actually project a steady income by using those different revenue streams. I totally agree. So the inevitable question that I always hear following monetization is how do you monetize without alienating your audience or make your audience feel like you're selling to them all the time? It's a great question. And I think that, um, what what Mediavine said, which is one of the things I love, is, is their transparency, but they, they said they were always very upfront about ads are not everyone's favorite, and we get that. Everyone consumes content. Nobody likes feeling like they're being sold to when they're reading that content. So I think finding the balance initially when you're first starting out, because there are a lot of people out there, I think, starting blogs at this time with the full intention of monetizing, as opposed to I'm starting because I want to write about knitting because I like knitting and knitting is cool. And I just want to chronicle my knitting journey. Now people are starting it with, I want to build a business for myself. And I think that's amazing. But I think that the, the first thing that, that everyone needs to know is that this does not happen overnight, which I hate saying, <laughs> I wish it did, but you've got to have a steady base of content first before you start tossing ads and doing all the sponsored posts and selling the affiliate products. You've got to have that steady base of content. You've got to build your audience and build a level of trust with them so that you do have that influence when you are ready to sell a product that you really believe in. When you are ready to place ads on there, you've already got them on your side. And I think that that, that's the first thing I would say is that you start out by building up that content base. And then I think that the good news is with ads, people are used to them at this point. They're consuming your content for free. They're, you know, it's not, it's not free to run a blog. You're purchasing your supplies. You're using your time, which is money. You're using your expertise. All of those things, you're, you're writing your posts, you're interviewing people, whatever it is that you're doing, you, that costs money. And for people to consume that content for free, they, the, the ads make it possible for you to do that. So I think that, that people are understanding that. 
I think there's a lot less of, of the holding noses when they see ads on a blog. So I think that that's becoming an accepted way to monetize and to to be sustainable in your life as a a blogger. I think that's fantastic advice. I think that also goes for affiliate links. Years ago, Mm -hmm. when people started using affiliate links and the FTC started to get a little bit more aggressive about their disclosures, I think a lot of people thought, well, no one's going to read my blog if I disclose that this is an affiliate link. And I think now the understanding really is it's okay to be paid for what you're creating and that readers are cool with it because they're just so excited to get that great recipe or the craft or whatever information is being given that for me, I actually get really excited when I go on somebody's website and they're running ads, particularly if they're Mediavine, because (laughs) I'm just, yeah, I'm like, that's awesome. That means they're, you know, they're doing well and they've, this is enabling them to continue to give me the great content that I'm looking for. Um, Because you see their beautiful images and and all that great stuff that that takes a lot of time, equipment, energy. So I think it's important that bloggers are compensated for all of that. So what are some of the most common mistakes that you see bloggers making when they try to monetize? What I speak about usually is, is in the sponsored post and working with brands. And I see a lot of being so eager to take whatever comes their way in terms of posts that they can get very saturated on their site in terms of sponsored work. You can end up with five sponsored posts in a row and two vacuum cleaners. And I think that the, the biggest thing to, to think about when you're, when you're making contracts, when you're signing contracts, when you're you know, getting into bed with a brand is to make sure that it is one that you can authentically promote and you can authentic authentically love. And I think that the easiest way to find those brands initially, especially is to, is to go around your home and look for the things that you truly love in your life that you're using on a day-to-day basis so that you can, can authentically, as I said, I said that three times, but it's, it, that's what people want. They want to know that this is something that you live, that exists in your life and helps you every day. And so I think that that's rather than trying to force a fit with a product or a brand that isn't necessarily what you actually use. I think so. So being true to that, limiting the number of, of posts that you do that are sponsored. I always say 70, 30 being the maximum with 70% non-sponsored content and then 30% sponsored and 30 being, like I said, the maximum of that because your audience, you know, you don't want to be sold to and neither does your audience. I think also being really honest and upfront, as you said, just just telling your audience, you know, this I I am selling this product to you. I am an affiliate for this product, but I love this product. And they'll see that if it's a repeated mention, if they're seeing it on your Instagram because you're using it every day, if they're seeing it in your uh, on your Facebook because it's a product that you truly believe in. So I think being selective is one of the is one of the biggest tips I can give. And then I think with advertising, it's all about finding that balance between monetization and your reader experience. And you never want to sacrifice one for the other. So at Mediavine, we're very careful not to use units that add units that are really disruptive, like pop-ups, like autoplays. Um, and we allow our, our publishers to choose the frequency with which these ads appear on their site. And you can do that all from your dashboard. So you've got to, it takes some trial and error and it takes experimentation, but finding the place where your audience is comfortable and not feeling inundated with ads, but also understanding that you got a mortgage, you got bills to pay. <laughs> yes. So 
you know, it's just the truth. It is. I love what you said about the, the your ratio of sponsored content. I think that that's excellent advice. And I'll also say that I'm a pretty avid reader of a, lo- a hyper local blog where I live. They're fantastic. And I happen to know the girls in person and, and have mad crazy respect. This is another shout out to the Little Hoboken blog. It's fantastic resource. Yeah. But one of one of the posts that recently went up was one of one of the founders was in search of natural deodorant. I'm not kidding. Like she chronicled the search. It was yeah. funny and great to read. And she ultimately decided on one. And it had been something I had sort of been thinking about. And based on her post and what she recommended, I went out and bought it 100%. And she had gotten it free. So I knew that. But I didn't care because I fully trust their voice. And I know that they are never going to recommend something they don't believe in because I've been reading them for so long that I'm cool. I'm psyched when they get paid for something that they can talk about that they love. Um, so I think that that's really great advice. And they've been doing it for a while. Slow and steady wins the race. I think that's great advice. You touched on this a little bit in your in your answer, but you were talking a little bit about, you know, Mediavine. And, and I know that I've obviously extol their virtues all the time, but I feel like they're such a unique company. What are some of the benefits that, you know, bloggers can get when they work with Mediavine that they maybe won't get somewhere else? I think that that one of the biggest things that we were founded on is transparency. That's what what really made me fall in love with Mediavine before I was an employee and has continued to wow me and impress me as as I became a team member. We're going to tell you if we screw up, We'll be the first ones to tell you. We'll make it right. We have a high focus on education in every way. We're not just going to talk to you about ads. We're going to talk to you about site speed. We're going to talk to you about SEO. We're going to talk to you about sponsored posts. We have a whole arm of our company that is dedicated to getting sponsored work for all of our, uh, you know, 3,000 plus Mediavine publishers, which is is pretty awesome. Uh, other benefits we we've recently started creating WordPress plugins, ones that are optimized for SEO and site speed and marked up for schema that will be for all creatives. So, so a recipe card, um, a card for craft bloggers, uh, a packing list for travel bloggers. We're working on all of those things so that your most valuable content, as we call it, can get maximum payout for you because we know you go to a site for the recipe or the packing list or the pattern or whatever it is. So, so we want to make sure that, that that is as fast as it can be, well monetized as it can be. And I think another thing that's so remarkable about us that I'll quickly touch on is just our constant innovation. We have a full team of um, platform engineers and we have a full team of engineers working on all of our own, our own plugins and ad tech. And we are constantly working to make it faster. We're emphasizing video. We're, we're finding new ways to monetize that, that people haven't even thought of yet. Um, so that's what I think is, is so exciting about Mediavine. I could go on for days because I love it, but um, <laughs> I think that that's those are, those are the, those are the top highlights. I could go on for days too, but I thank you <laughs> so much. You gave such unbelievable information about monetization. I feel like a lot of this stuff sometimes isn't talked about enough. So thank you for all your insight from your experience. Absolutely. And I think I'll just say one last thing, which is don't be ashamed of having to monetize. This, this is your job, publishers, like that you, this is what you do. Yeah. Please don't ever feel ashamed or like you're selling out. You deserve to be paid for the work that you do and stand up and be proud of that work. It's great work. I look at it every day. I love that. Aw. 
inspiration from Jenny, but I'm not letting you go just yet. Aww. Will you will you do our rapid okay. fire okay. questions? I love rapid fire yes. questions. Yes. All right, ready? Coffee or tea? You know, I am a diet Dr. Pepper person, but <laughs> depending upon my needs, I can I can do either. If I how how desperate am I for caffeine, caffeination? I'll do either. Uh, that's you are our first diet Dr. Pepper answer. <laughs> What I is, love it. I have two of them right next to me. <laughs> I'm a coffee person. I'm staring at my coffee cup right now. What is your favorite book? Business or pleasure? Fun. Although some people find business books fun. I don't. That's not me. <laughs> no, I, I was going to say Memoirs of a Geisha is one of my very favorite books. I reread it. I also will, will read you Pride and Prejudice every couple of years. Too. I, that's actually what I would have guessed for you. Uh, of course. <laughs> What was the first thing you did to celebrate yourself in your when you had success in your work life? I bought a super awesome like bedside light and bedside table that I had been eyeing for a long time in a deco style. They have crystals hanging from them. Like they're oh. they're blinged. It was yes. so adult. I was so proud of myself. <laughs> so fancy. That is a good fancy. answer. Did you have do you have a word for the year? You know, I don't have a word for the year, which I should. I actually have a quote that's been my quote for a couple of years. It's, it's John Steinbeck. And it's, um, now that you don't have to be perfect, you can be good. I love that. That is a good quote. Are you Apple or PC? Yeah. Oh, Apple, 150%. Now tell everybody where they can find you. Sure. So uh, I'm on Facebook and LinkedIn as myself. And then it's uh, HTTPS mediavine.com we are on instagram we're on twitter we're on um, facebook youtube we've got a lot of great stuff there too so so you can find us any of those places awesome well thank you so much for taking the time i know you guys are crazy busy and we i loved having you on the show it made me very happy it made me very happy to talk to you i loved it thank you for having me Jamie, that was an awesome interview. I really love Jenny. There was so much good information there. So we hope that this really does help everybody and perhaps give a little inspiration for some things that you haven't tried in your own monetization journey. Yeah, she. I loved her words, the inspiration at the end, just saying, you know, don't apologize for monetizing. Your content is amazing and you should be paid for it. And I think that's such a good message. We should put that on a shirt. Oh my gosh. I know. Let's Where's ask Kelly. Kelly. <laughs> For everyone who doesn't get that, we have a very good friend and member. We'll tag her in the HQ who's a graphic designer. She does most of our graphics and she is always getting random requests from us to put things on shirts. So I like that. We're going to have to do that. Yes. Oh my gosh. That's so funny. Excellent idea. Kelly, we're coming. (laughs) And we would love to hear um, all about your ways that you monetize and all of the other crazy thing that we ask for in the intro to this episode in the HQ. And if you are not a member, please go to businessease.com slash HQ. For show notes for this episode, you can visit businessease.com slash episode 39. And we'll see you next week. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Business Ease Influencer Marketing Podcast. Please subscribe if you haven't already. If you like the podcast, we'd love if you give us a review in Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Your reviews help new listeners find us. If you have any questions, you can email us at questions at businessease.com. We'd really love to hang out with you in our Facebook group, the Business Ease HQ. To join, visit businessease.com 
slash HQ. We want to give a big thank you to our producer, Don Jackson of the Raven Media Group, for making us sound so very good. Thanks for joining us, and we'll talk to you again next week. This podcast is heard along the Marketing Podcast Network. For more great marketing podcasts, visit marketingpodcasts.net.